Welcome to $6.99 per pound. Wait, should I say yo? Yo, you listen. $6.99 per pound. God damn, yo. Sounds like we're recording at a club right now. Music, music, is, music is wild loud in the back. Wild loud. Uh-huh. Hey, Jojo, you ready? I'm so ready. I was All born right. ready for this. Yo, music is mad loud in the background. Mad loud. But nevertheless, welcome to $6.99 per pound. We're serving up hot takes on career, culture, and community so you can fix your life and live righteous. Right, Jakey? Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Listening Party and Canal Street Radio. Follow them at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market. Mm. Thank you all to our listeners that continue to support us in 2020. We are officially back. Remember to subscribe and rate. Follow us at $6.99 per pound. I think we're so close to that 1,000K mark. 1,000 mark Oh, Instagram. we haven't reached 1,000 yet? I don't Yo, think so. Yo, okay, okay. Yeah. So way back when, we made a little bet that um, if we reached 1,000 followers, JK and I were going to switch lives for a week. That's still on the table. So please, guys, spread the word. Get our followers up. Let's make this happen. Mm. So if you, and also if you hear something righteous, tag us on your story and tell us why people need to listen to 699. Mm. This will help our efforts. Mm. And lastly, thanks to Anchor, you can now support us monetarily, cha-ching, by setting up small monthly donation at anchor.fm slash 699-per-pound slash support. I'm sure yes. you can Google that. It'll be cuter. Yeah, yeah, easy, easy. easy. Just uh, Google 699 Anchor and then, you know, all the intel and all the details should be there. So with that said, we are starting the new year officially mm-hmm. on the real new year, the righteous real new year. You know, we're civilized human beings. We use this technology that our ancestors have manifested. Mm-hmm. And that's why we count our days in the lunar calendar, the natural new year, the mother earth intended us to live on. So if you have figured it out, we're going to be talking about the lunar new year. Yes. You know what I mean? I think the less intelligent ones out there says Chinese New Year, Chinese New Year. Yo, it's either you less intelligent or you're Chinese and you say it's Chinese New Year. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Chinese Chinese people is just going to be like, oh, it's Chinese New Year. It's like, nah, son. Listen, I'm not Chinese, but I celebrate it. All right. Mm -hmm. So with that said, uh, we are going to talk in detail about Lunar New Year. Okay. If you're an imperialist and if you have imperialist blood in you, Listen closely, you know, respect other people's cultures, all right? Yeah, you might learn something new. All right, all right. So with that said, um, let's talk about it, JoJo. Uh, Do you celebrate the new year? I do. I totally do. Um, Not like in an official way like we would do back in Korea for um, Lunar New Year in Korea where I'm from. Because when we're with family, you like all go to the kunjip, which right. is like the big house yeah, where yeah. kind of like the patriarch or the matriarch of your family resides. And right. everyone comes together for that day. And then you have a feast. You did all the bowing. It's not the bowing where you're standing. You're literally on the floor honoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah for you're, sure. You're, I'm sure you know so much more yeah, than yeah, I yeah. do, Jakey. Totally. 
but so it's not that official but obviously now it's been kind of replaced by like these parties like corporate parties right like right right spotify lunar new year with all the asian yergies of the city mm. um you know just casual hot pot with friends right so it's kind of evolved into like, i guess like an adult but not quite adult way of celebrating right 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 what right. about you well how are you um i mean my my family's like you know, super traditional mm-hmm. Confucian, yes. Buddhist, Korean household. Yeah. So like every Lunar New Year, uh, my family does uh, the traditional ceremony of chade, oh. which is like, um, it's different from cheza. Cheza is like, I do cheza, yeah. you basically mm-hmm. celebrate the dead or the ones your ancestors was passed. Like mm-hmm. chade is more like a celebratory um, ceremony to kind of round up all your ancestors mm-hmm. in like one feast mm-hmm. so you know we put together all this food um i mean the sexism within confucianism is another conversation because yeah. the, all the women oh, the, the, the woman woman cook cook and clean and yeah. make everything while the dudes chill and then yeah. the actual ceremony is hosted and partaken by dudes mm-hmm. so since my house is you know, a father and two sons and a mother. My mom obviously takes on a lot. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I try to help out as much as possible. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, so in that sense, we do celebrate the new year. So do you think you're going to do it when you're older? When I'm, you know, you when I'm married and I have kids. Baby I mean, I feel like um, I've been so like that's so ingrained in my DNA. Yeah, And you're the I firstborn. Mean, yeah. And I'm the firstborn. So, like, even if my, you know, pops passing, like. I think I'm definitely going to keep that tradition alive, you know. You know, if my kids want to partake in it, that's up to them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like how, like, you know, like if you watch, like, Italian mafia movies, you know, like a lot of the Italian traditions kind of stay on until a certain point, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So I think it's going to be like that for my family as well. So, but maybe, like, some of the food selections might be different, you know what I mean? Like, I'm probably going to be like, yo, I don't want, like, you know, I don't like this specific soup. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I want chili mm-hmm. or like, I might yeah. want fried chicken on yeah. my shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, on your deathbed, you're going to be like, for my chata, can you add you know what I'm saying? fried chicken yeah, yeah, It's like, I want, I want like, yeah, for my chata, add yeah. like jerk chicken yeah. instead of like, instead of like the traditional yeah. chant. But I think the, the spirit of it, I think, it, you know, is something that is de- very dear to me. So that's great i think one of the anxieties actually that my family have is that it ending because we don't do chare necessarily but we do the chesa right and we're kind of nervous because like our you know the firstborn's firstborn son right now right. so like my generation cousin he's super kind of whitewashed a little bit right right he right. doesn't speak korean he has like no ties to it yeah no ties so he will do it he's a really good kid but i don't foresee him like doing it when he's older and that's right. like a big sense of anxiety for my grandfather of like is my legacy going to end here mm. and like you know am i not gonna necessarily be like celebrated and honored mm. so it's it's a really interesting conversation and even if and i've told my grandpa when i was younger it's like i'll do it for you like i'll do everything he's yeah. like you can't do it because you're a girl right. and i was like okay <laughs> yeah but it, it is, is it's very interesting mm-hmm. because like my pops writes these um ceremonial um it's like calligraphy, would, calligraphy uh-huh. that kind of goes on a table mm-hmm. um to kind of kick off this ceremony yeah and then it would write like this long ass aka uh-huh. for the grandfather figures oh. but for the mother figures is like lady kim from household 
this. Mm. It doesn't say her full name. Uh. So I was like, yo, what's up with that? And it's like, yo, back in the day, women didn't have names. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's it was true. just like she was the daughter of this household mm -hmm. or she was the wife of this household. Yeah. And I was like, yo, that's kind of <laughs> fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's not happening. No, yeah. And I was like, all, all right, cool. Maybe that. <laughs> so there's definitely going to be adjustments. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 2020. There's definitely going to be adjustments by the time we do this shit. So for sure. Um, so, yeah, man. Um, but do, do people around you celebrate uh, yeah. Lunar New Year aside from yourself? Yeah. I mean, my boyfriend's Chinese, so we do like the hot pot like or he would try to do it himself, like dumpling party or something okay. like that. Um, and my auntie, she married into a Taiwanese family. Mm. So she would kind of teach us the little because I only knew pouches. You know how like in Korea, like the pokju money, like right, where you right. collect the money is right. like these like cute pouches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like satin pouches and yeah. shit. Yeah. And then, you know, but I feel like in America, the, they're more familiar, as you said, the imperialists <laughs> with the Chinese New Year and the red envelope mm. concept. But then for Korea, it was pouches. So I, I, I've never had a real envelope before right. until like I was older. And I yeah, was like, yeah, oh, yeah. interesting. This yeah. Also kind of makes more sense because right. with the pouches, like the they, I would get like coins. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but then they're giving like bills. And yeah, I'm, yeah. I don't know. And there's a stereotype like the, in, in this time of year, like the Chinese, like my mom would be like, oh, they'll give you more money. So like, make sure you go to that. Oh, okay. Too. I was like, okay, cool. So, but yeah. so I think like in the Chinese culture, like, you know, you're supposed to be very polite about mm -hmm. not taking the money, right? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. So I, that's kind of what I remembered mm -hmm. it as. It was like, the more, the more aggressively they give it to you, yeah. you're supposed to be more aggressively, you're supposed to reject it oh, or something like that. Yeah. And then, but I remember the one thing was, um, as a kid, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're supposed to bow to an adult. And yeah. by bowing, I mean, like, you got to do the on whole kowtow, like, mm -hmm. you're on the fucking floor, like, bowing to the mm -hmm. adult. And if you bow to the adult, you're supposed to get sebeton, which yeah, is yeah, the yeah. New Year. It's basically New Year guapo. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> guapo New Year. New Year guapo. Yeah, so you yeah, get yeah. guapo New Year. And the more you bow, the more you get. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, like, I remember... Like, if I go to this big family gathering, I would literally do it for, like, every adult. Yeah, and I yeah, would yeah. stack up on all this fucking gu New Year guapo. Nice. And I remember even back then, I was, like, four, five, six, whatever. Uh-huh. Yo, if you pile this shit up, this shit adds up. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It was, like, a good chunk of yeah. money. And I remember my mom taking that money, and I've never gonna, seen it again. I was going to say. I was I like, was what playing. happened to all that money, man? Every year I was And I realized playing. I wasn't the only kid that experienced this. Yeah. Literally every kid yeah. has this memory. is like yeah. all that money going somewhere. And yeah. your parents always saying like, oh, it's going to go into your college tuition. Mm -hmm. It's going to go into whatever. And I was like, wait. Yeah. That was my money. Exactly. No, my it's like Halloween candy, except it's like way more consequential. Yeah, totally. And my mom, and she made up this like lie of just like, oh, I've been counting it. Like I have a special notebook for you and your brother. Oh, I, yo, they say the same yeah. thing about like, yeah, there's like, no, I, I'm going I'm to play. I'm going to put that shit aside for you. <laughs> yo. Yeah, it yeah. literally happens to every Korean kid, yeah, I think. Yeah, you know we, what I'm saying. We get just, we just get that played. New Year guapo, man. Oh my god, that New Year guapo <laughs> just fucking going Where'd away. Go? Where did it go? go, man? Wait, but I want to hear from um, Michael Ken super fast. Is there a special thing in Japan at all? Don't you guys eat certain things? Oh uh, yeah. So there's uh, osechirori, which is the main dish or foods you eat for for Lunar New Year. Right. For, for New Year, and they all mean something. I don't know if they were made up or if they actually, you know, they signify these things. Right. But my mom has an explanation for all the food that is made. Um, 
But that's usually the main thing. And then there's another tradition is there's a singing competition called Kohaku Utagasen, which split into men and women team. And um, they perform and then people vote. Uh, the audience votes and tally up and then like someone wins. But those are like the two main things. You, or, and then you eat mochi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they always eat mochi on yeah. notice. And then they, um, don't they like whenever I read manga, they always go to like the temple yeah. on the day of the new year to you pray. To the temple to pray. You're supposed to. If there's one around you in North America, it's hard to find. So, you know, you got to make do with what you have. But you're supposed to give a prayer to the ancestors. That's part of the whole deal. Right. So, yeah. so despite the fact that y'all changed to the Western calendar, y'all still pay respect to the ancestors. Yeah. The only thing that changed was the date. Yeah. I don't know why they did that. I mean, well, we know why they did that. But, you know, everything else remains the same. All the food. But nowadays I've heard um, people haven't been making the food that much. So a lot of people just order it. Um, right, of I'm course. I'm interested in kind of just what that means for the culture, kind of thinking about what gets passed on. There's going to be a bunch of people who just don't know how to make it anymore. Right. Nah, so, I mean, let's talk about, like, New Year food, though. Yeah. Like, you mentioned, um, like, what are some food that's, like, synonymous with Lunar New Year, you think? Yeah, definitely. Well, you know what kind of sucks is that because in the chare, like, atmosphere because i i've been to a couple of them they purposely make things a little bland at least in my family okay. because they're saying like oh like for the dead or like for the ancestors you're supposed to make things more bland so right. i remember thinking like it wasn't the best but then me, but i think it's a regional thing yeah like my parent my, my pops side of the family yeah. they're from the south yeah so like me they too. like everything yeah but Gangju. my from Gyeongsangdo, so oh. they like they like just salty Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. from Cholado. So they'll, they'll have like separate, like the best, I mean, the women who are in the kitchen <laughs> making right. the food, they say the best meal is like in the kitchen, like right. when you're just making it. Yeah, yeah and, you're and then you're just taste. taking bites. Yeah. Yeah. And the chan, you know, like non Koreans wouldn't really know because they only know like kimchi pancakes, scallion right, pancakes, right, right. but there's like the nice cuts of meat pancakes, yeah, yeah. chan. And then there's like the fish chan yeah, and yeah, like yeah. The, the rainbow one. Of course. The, with the steak, the leaf, the carrot. And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I'm, I make them a lot mm. and it's a lot of work. It man. is. That shit takes a lot of fucking yeah. work. Like it's not some shit that you could just whip up like on some IHOP pancake shit. Yo. Yeah. Like you literally <laughs> got to pre, like you have to yeah. prep so much, mm -hmm. like so many, effort, so much effort goes into that shit. So um, that's why I just feel like, you know, it's not something that you could eat on a regular basis, mm -hmm. man. Not at all. Um, and then, obviously, like, the whole chicken. <laughs> do you do the chicken? No. Nah. We do the whole chicken. What? The whole chicken? Yeah, what are you talking like, about? It's like, we, just, we get, Y'all like, do, like, a rotisserie chicken for the ancestors? That's kind of crazy. I never heard <laughs> that before. <laughs> not rotisserie, but then, like, we would have, like, the tak, like, the chicken. But then my grandfather was a farmer, so, like, he would, like, oh, get wow. the chicken from his coop. But then, you know, they'll say, like, when you bring in, like, a new wife or a bride yeah, or, yeah. or a sawi or something, then, like, you grab a chicken for them. And that's supposed to be, like, a big deal. So we do a chicken. And then, and then like, you have to have to make sure the head is, like, intact. Right. And it's, like, facing a certain way. Wow, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I never heard about yeah. the chicken. Yeah. And it's interesting, right? Because there's, like, the Cholado Bapsang and, like, the Gyeongsangdo. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every Different region. regions have different, yeah. yeah, different traditions. But, I mean, I think one traditional food for Lunar New Year in the Korean uh, tradition is obviously tteokguk, uh, mm -hmm. which is, like, yes. rice cake soup. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... I think it's similar in Chinese where, like, to celebrate the New Year, they eat noodles, right? Yeah. They eat noodles and, like, um, dumplings, I think. 
I think so. Yeah. I don't want to misspeak, but yeah, 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 yeah. sounds about um, right. What about Japanese tradition? Like y'all eat mochi. Like yeah. what is what is a food that y'all eat to kind of say? By the way, our uh, producer yeah. Michael Cantor is now officially on the podcast hey. as well. So, so like, what do you eat to say like, yo, we've gained another year? Um, mochi. So, this is okay. So the New Year's Eve, you drink. Oh boy. This is how much I don't know about the culture. Okay, so here's You're representing a your there's whole people. You're, yeah, I know. No pressure. There's a soup that you do drink with everyone. Mm. And I okay. think there's mochi in the soup. Right. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's what I you have I've seen before. that shit in manga. Yes, yes. That's so, okay, thank you. Um, I need that reference. Yeah. But yeah, you do that um, New Year's Eve to kind of finish out the year. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Kind of put a nice end cap to it. Word. Mm. And then you, you know, you wake up the next day and then you have a lot of different types of food that represent money, longevity, health, mm. all these things, whether it's like black beans or kurikinton, yeah. which is it's like sweet yams. Damn, yo, y'all got and, so much shit going uh, on. Is, there isn't just yeah, one food? The, no, it's just a whole thing. But everything's really the salted. The whole shebang. So the people, nowadays people don't like it a lot because it's really salted. Because mm. it's from the old days. Right, right? when like, there was no refrigeration, yeah. yeah. So nowadays people are like, oh, I really, you know, people don't like it. It's too salty. So, you know, there's a lot of people also that just don't like eating it. So this shit might die at some Damn, point. That's that sucks. God. Yeah. Damn, that sucks, yo. Yeah. Shit. Well, I mean, Korean people love to eat tukul. Do. I yeah. don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's essentially a rice cake soup. So like each ball you eat is supposed to symbolize that you've gained another year. Mm -hmm. So like back in the day when I was a kid, like I would be like, yo, I, re I eat like three bowls of this That's shit. That's what I like, would do too. That I get older, like by three more years, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that was like a very symbolic, um, you know, thing that a lot of Koreans would partake in. Yeah. Um, I mean, let, let's talk about like, you know, coastal differences because we're all like Americans, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So how is it like, like during the Lunar New Year period in like Los Angeles? Mm -hmm. Like you from san gabriel valley yeah. and there's like a huge asian population over there so yeah. like is there like a big festivity going on is I, there i know honestly i think because we talked about this before but la and new york it's so segmented like i feel like in la like koreans hang out with the koreans mm -hmm. like the taiwanese kids hang out with the taiwanese kids and i think it gets bigger and like more segmented as you go on right so i would only experience like my family lunar new year or church which uh, is also korean right but then being in new york we're like we're literally recording in chinatown right now so you right. can't help but notice like all the red and right, like all right. the festivities and you know you go to work and then they have the asian ergs are like hosting yeah. like lunar new year so i think here more than ever in new york i was exposed to more like lunar new year but like if you but you live in like sgv yeah san gabriel valley yeah. and you don't see like red lanterns and shit on the boulevard and all that you know Confetti what's so funny streets, like, is like it's always there so oh so and and it's such a suburb and like they're in here it's like the, the storefronts are so closely packed together right. but in san gabriel valley everything is like in the plaza or you know so you don't really like, feel the energy yeah like the, you know like the phoenix is next to a el pollo loco or whatever so there's um, no whereas like chinatown everyone's like like collectively like okay we're gonna like do this thing so Everyone there's wants. like no lion dances and shit i've never seen it. i'm sure there is but it's more like here i feel like you just walk in about your day and right. you encounter it la you have to be really intentional about uh, going and okay. experiencing it. got yeah. you got mm -hmm. you well 
I mean, for you were from like, Flushing. Yeah, I mean, from time. Flushing, like they literally shut down a whole fucking yeah. boulevard. You know what I mean? Yeah. To have like the parade and mm-hmm. then like so many different businesses hire like lion dancers to yeah. like fucking pop firecrackers yeah. and like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's a, it's a big time, man. And obviously, like. A lot of my Chinese homies, they take this shit mad seriously. Yeah. Like, yo, you can't wear white because that's synonymous with deads. Mm-hmm. Um, you you got to wear yellow. And this year, I think, like, blue and green are supposed to be good colors. Okay. So, like, there's people that, like, really go deep into those details, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, man, like, everything. Like, there's all these customary things. Like, yo, mm-hmm. you know, when you're supposed to giving out, like, uh, Hong Bao money. Yeah. You know, Hong Bao is the red envelope money. They say, like, oh, you got to give out... um even numbers compared to odd numbers okay you know what i'm saying like odd numbers are better for like funerals or weddings or mm. some shit i don't lots know of super, lots there's of all these break. like yeah. <laughs> specifics you know what i'm saying yeah. so um i will say one thing in new york too is that so great picks were actually we did a documentary on one of the lion dancing troops in mm. new york it's the new york freemason shout out and they were telling us about the history of how like lion dancing in new york specifically is special because oh, okay. it used to kind of originate from gangs right so like the different, different gangs would have different lion dancers yes. yeah and i think i think new lunar year was like the one year where like you're not supposed to like fight or start anything Word. and it's just supposed to celebrate and like it was like the one kind of wholesome like all right like let's see who's the better lion dancer right and we interviewed them and you know it's so crazy like i heard about that too because different tongs were the chinese community groups yes they Mm -hmm. were somehow affiliated or somehow backing the you know i don't want to say anything incorrectly out here in chinatown but (laughs) they had direct affiliation with some of the gangs and a lot of the tongs were also the ones Mm -hmm. that were supporting these community uh, initiatives like a bunch of kids doing lion dancing exactly yeah and you know, now it's a more wholesome. Course, I think yeah. a lot of the uh, lion dancing troops, it's really for ki- to keep kids like off of the streets almost. Right. Like when you, so apparently at least the Freemasons, they said you could, anyone can come in here and learn lion dancing. All we ask is that you show up to practice, you give it your all. And in return, like you have a community space, like you can come here and do your homework. You can do here, come here and play video games because all these kids, their parents are working. So they don't have anywhere to go during the day. So it's been, it was like a really sweet moment. But I remember like my producer who was white was kind of like shocked that like we were because we kind of climbed up the stairs and it's like, you know, it's like kind of a rundown building, but they made the most of it into this plastic practice space and uh-huh. you know these kids some of these kids have like tattoos like they're smoking yeah, yeah, yeah. outside and his mind is blowing because he's you know it's like oh my god like he's used to these like very clean tight asian american kids and he's for the first time being faced with like the poverty or like i'm not saying these kids weren't not well off or anything yeah, yeah, but i think he sure. was seeing that like oh my god these kids like have are like have seen things like they're on the they're running the streets and like right you know and, i mean it's in chinatown like exactly it's shit, yeah it's, shit, it's chinatown yeah for a long time, it was a very uh, yeah. yeah, it was a very intimidating place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I think a lot of people would be surprised that we're even doing something like this in Chinatown mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But I highly recommend that like you guys check out the the Lion Dancing Fest. Like, right, right. Because they have like the main parade, mm. but then they have um, a, 
on the weekend, I think it was going to be the first week, the second weekend of February, where they're going to close down the streets and all the lion dancers are going to come out and like bless the businesses. Right. And that won't have any barricades. So you can like touch the lions for good luck. For sure. And, and it's going to be really great. So yeah, you guys yeah, should check it out if definitely. you guys are in the city. So shifting gears a bit. So I think Lunar New Year is also a stressful time for certain people because mm. you have to face your family. Mm. Um, and it's like, not just your family, but probably extended family who is very nosy and curious about how you're doing. Like, right. do you have a boyfriend? Um, do you have a job? Like, when are you getting married? Like, all these questions. Right, right, right. Um, but And I thought it would be kind of fun to give our listeners kind of like a survival guide. Because mm, mm. <laughs> I've definitely faced these questions before. Do you, wait, do you have like, yeah, so tell us a little bit about that. Because I don't really have a big family out here. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, the only people that ask me those questions are pretty much my mom uh -huh. and my mom pretty much knows everything about what's going on with me mm -hmm. so i it, it doesn't really i i don't i don't really get bothered by those questions really? anymore so she but then she doesn't like say like when are you gonna get married or yeah like i mean like my mom doesn't ask me that like my pops ask me that if uh -huh. anything but like and even if they do i just like i just smile it off mm -hmm. like yeah 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 we'll think about that yeah you know? No, that's what I was like going to say, deflecting. And I think my auntie kind of taught me this trick of just like... Is your auntie married? Yeah, she's much older. She's like, right, right, you know, right. almost 50. But she was just like, you know, they're going to ask you questions. And like when I was younger, I'd be like, I'm going to live my life the way I want to do. Like, right, you know, right, just right. like I'm a modern woman, blah, blah, blah. And then she just basically said it's not going to work because you can't teach, you know, old dogs new tricks. Right. They're going to think the way they think. So you just kind of have to like, you know, smile, nod your head and just be like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I should think about that because then they can't really say anything more. Right. They're, they just kind of because if you fight fire then they're gonna respond with fire it's right, like oh right, do you right. think you know what you're talking about right. like all that stuff she just like to swallow your pride and mm. just like sit there and be like yeah you're right i should do that yeah 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 maybe i'll do that next year yeah, yeah. <laughs> just deflect until next yeah, year is yeah, always yeah, like yeah. the thing for sure so that that's always i remember my even my friend was like should i make a shirt that says no job no boyfriend don't ask <laughs> and just like put it out there own her narrative and have people not bother her yeah, so much. Yeah, but I mean, I think in America, at least, like, Lunar New Year is not, like, a family gathering moment. Yeah, that's as, true. For Asian Americans, just because, mm -hmm. you know, we live in America, so obviously yeah. we follow the American tradition of celebrating Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. celebrating Christmas. So by the time it comes down to Lunar New Year, I don't think, like, it's really like we don't always get to go see our families yeah. right you know yeah. like unless like you live like my parents still live in new york so it's not that far of a drive for me to go and see them real mm -hmm. quick but you know like do you ever like take have you ever taken off new year, lunar new year not quite right no we i don't really take the time off to do that but i think if we were in korea we would absolutely do it like mm. even though like because we used to live in seoul and like my grandfather was like all the way in tamyang which right. is like in uh the southern part and the and it's famous like they'll take like those crazy pictures from above of like the traffic yeah, during yeah. the time it's literally a parking lot yeah it's a parking lot but people do it because it's like it it's just a one time of year where you have to go right like you have to keep up appearances right 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 mm -hmm. for sure yeah, yeah. i so. mean one thing that i always do during the uh during new year is um so i usually skip out on giving out gifts during christmas uh -huh. especially for adults and during the new uh, lunar new year or like that week of lunar new year mm -hmm. i always try to like um 
disseminate or spread out this you know like give out as many like boxes of fruits as much as possible okay so mm-hmm. like you know if i have like a cross like a list of people that i need to bless yes you know but to keep up with appearances and to make sure that they don't think i'm a motherfucking <laughs> son of a bitch you know what i mean <laughs> that i have i have some respect uh-huh. in my name yeah you know yes. and you know like those things yo know, it, it's it's um i don't know maybe it doesn't exist as much in american culture but like those small gestures, they really kind of help in the long run. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like if it's a client that you need to be in good terms with, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't necessarily call it bribery. It's mm-hmm. more so like, yo, it's just. Let's do more business. You know what I'm saying? Year. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. basically just like a way of saying like, yo, how are you? You yeah. know, I'm here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I think it's really important gesture that especially if you're like in the Asian circle. Yeah. It's something to keep in mind, you know? Yeah. For but sure. I, yeah, but I noticed like it doesn't really exist as much in like I don't know. I, you know what? Actually, it does. I think mm-hmm. I think in a lot of European cultures, like if I look at like Italians or some of the Jewish homies, like they do have these type of traditions as well. Like yeah. you know, sharing like a little gift here and there, mm-hmm. just to kind of like saying that hey, I'm around. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. a form of reminder for yeah. a special occasion. For sure, and I think it's like great that it's not, um, you know, it's something so simple as like fruit it's not something egregiously expensive right like because right. i think in korea there's a the concept of like pudam which right. is, it kind of sounds like burden but right. if you get something someone something like really nice you right. kind of feel like oh do i have to give that person yeah, something it's just like as i nice? really old as motherfucker yeah. something, you know what i'm saying but like fruit is something that's just like oh that's like really sweet like yeah. it's like a cup of coffee but, but the thing with say that you fruit of is them. like it's not like yeah, I just went to Pathmark and just literally got a plastic, you know, oh, plastic no, no bag Costco, of fruit. No nah, Costco it's like, fruit. The best pears it's like you got to get the best pears in a nice box. Mm, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. comes in a box. You know what I mean? Yeah. It has to be in a box. Yeah. It can't just be in some fucking plastic it's bag. True. You know it's what I'm saying? It's about the presentation. It just, yeah. It's really about the presentation, kid. That's you know true. what I'm saying? So right. when I said fruit, <laughs> I don't mean I don't mean you just fucking go to the supermarket and pick up a banana and thinking this shit is the deal is going to go through. Nah, son. Like come through with that box go yes. to h mart pick up the box invest in the box you know what i'm saying get the box mm-hmm. so with that said though like i mean um i think lunar new year is becoming more and more uh significant in american society um what do you think about like especially in a city like new york i think um kids in like public schools are finally i don't know about all the schools but i think some of the schools um kids are taking off during lunar new year yeah what do you think about that, that? that was total news to me i had no idea that was happening mm. but i think that's great i think it's like people for a long time have ignored i think um these types of holidays that are not like eurocentric like even right. like ramadan for example right. right it's such a prolific like worldwide thing right but people don't recognize it as much as like a christmas or right. anything like that i think same for lunar new year if it, it's i know so many people it's much better than columbus day exactly. these are fucking um, yeah you know what i'm saying exactly you fucking kill so many people <laughs> Yeah, and I think with the growing Asian population, I think it probably makes the kids feel like their cultures are validated. For sure. Yeah, even in like pitch meetings at like. For um, sure. My we, pops used to like complain. Like it's mm-hmm. like, yo, how the fuck is it that your school <laughs> yeah. every Jewish holiday yeah. you guys take oh my off? Gosh, yeah. And then like <laughs> you don't get to take off Lunar New Year. Yeah. It's like, yeah. and I was like, yo, I don't, I don't, I didn't fucking make up the rules, mm-hmm. man. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But like, yeah, like I remember him saying shit like that, mm-hmm. and not saying like we shouldn't take off Jewish holidays. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, like for sure we should, mm-hmm. we should take those days off too. Yeah. But 
I mean, New York City has such a huge Asian population. Yeah. I think cities like New York, cities like LA, we should honor that. You know yeah. what I mean? No, for sure. I think it's a great idea. I think yeah. I'm really I agree with that, that too. You mm -hmm. know, like what you just said about it gives validation to kids from that culture yeah. that, yo, like, I'm not invisible. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, my culture is respected mm -hmm. where, where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think it's really important stuff. So I agree with that. Um, and then there's actually been a um, like this Nike ad that's been like in the newsreel a lot. Mm -hmm. um, it's about, you know, it's, it's essentially Nike just selling sneakers. Yeah. But they're they've you know, like how they always do it. They do a really good job of storytelling. Um, so I don't know if you've seen the ad. Did you see the mm -hmm. ad? Yeah, I did. yeah it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a great ad. Super I mean, cute. you know, like it's about the culture of Hongbao, about like, you know, this auntie who's like giving this girl like it's basically a, a fight of politeness yes you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah. it's like okay how polite can you be to reject the hong bao yeah. you know and then they take it to another level of fucking running all all throughout china yeah and it's it, it tells the story so well and it also ties in the element of you know nike which is about running which is about exercising which is about sports um unfortunately i saw like this adidas ad that's literally the complete opposite of that oh really yo this adidas ad was so borderline kind of like culturally insensitive and <gasps> it, it, i kind of felt uncomfortable watching it man like it was like they literally used every chinese celebrity possible uh -huh. and like this fucking there's like a music video of like people doing the fan dancing oh and it was like all these people doing fucking lion dancing and kung fu moves like, and all this yeah. shit it's like this super loud tacky ad mm. with all the chinese celebrities involved i mean at least they use asian cast mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. but like it just didn't have any sort of like meaning behind it you know what i'm saying it was yeah. just like super loud it had none of, it had nothing to do with adidas it didn't really feel authentically chinese at all mm -hmm. um it was too over the head, right? Yeah, it was or just it was super the over nose. the top. Yeah, yeah it was just so on the nose. And compared to that, man, I felt like this Nike ad yeah. did they thing, man. I guess that's why they're like number one in the market and not Adidas. Yeah. But Adidas has supported many events that I've done, so <laughs> shout out to Adidas. Shout out to Adidas. Nike, you guys are not, has not been as supportive. Mm -hmm. So, but the ad was good. No, but for Joanne, is there, especially in the media realm, like, is there a bigger push to like include Lunar Near into like any of like the content scheduling or just like more ads or like, I don't know what's happening in Great Big Story where you can tell us, but. Yeah, I mean, I think over the years they've changed, like in the beginning, like during the pitch meetings, like for example, they would do something for MLK Day for sure, but they wouldn't necessarily have a separate session to brainstorm Lunar New Year, right? Like, which is, I think, you know, just like the demographic and like how our office looks and everything. And I think, their fear is like, well, if we celebrate that, then like, do we have to celebrate everything? And I'm just like, well, Lunar New Year's pretty universal. It's like up there. Billions <laughs> how... and billions of people around the world. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just like, it's it's not like a mom and pop, like, oh, like if we honor this culture, then we have to like do all of them. I'm just like, no, this is like, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, as long <laughs> as these motherfuckers don't call it just Chinese New Year. Exactly. And even if they call it Chinese New Year, you're fucking going after 1.6 billion people mm -hmm. around the world. I mean, yeah. That's a pretty hefty part of the population, my guy, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So uh, on that note, man, um, since we are a career-driven podcast, let's just quickly talk about some career advice of the week, yo. Yeah, I think this is something we want to try where every single episode we're going to kind of give you 
our own gem. We love hearing from our guests, but we also have lots of gems as well. Mm. So what would be your career advice of the week, JK? I mean, I would say, yo, invest in your appearance. Okay. And by that, I don't mean like you got to buy fancy clothes or expensive clothes. Mm -hmm. I mean, yo, like just have a clean appearance, have a confidence in how you look. Um, I don't know, get a haircut. Yeah. Fucking wash your clothes. Yeah. Take a shower. You know what I'm saying? How like, does, how does uh, the hat situation play into this? I mean, I think for me in my world, in my role, yeah. my type of job, like this hat is part of my branding. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm, I become synonymous with the hat mm -hmm. and people know me for how I look and how yeah. I dress. So I think for me, it's kind of works out in my benefit because, okay, this is how J. Key brands himself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and you're also in the position where you're like in trade shows and stuff, and you have to, you're you're buying material and everything. Yeah, yeah. Not only not only just because of that, but even for like six ninety nine mm -hmm. for anything that I do, like I've become this, like I'm basically molding myself into a character. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, like I just feel like there's certain people that are like uniquely famous for. Having Dude. a uniform. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Ali Wong with her glasses. Yeah, like or like or Steve is. Jobs with a new balances and mm -hmm. a black sweater. You know, like yeah. there are certain uniforms that's like completely tied in with a person. So, yeah. I mean, for me, this is like part of my uniform. Yeah. That was basically what I would say, man. I mean, your appearance is somewhat of a business card of mm -hmm. who you are. Um, so especially if you have a front facing job, mm -hmm. you know, people facing job, yeah. I, I would say like invest in your appearance yeah. you know i totally agree with you it gets tricky i think so in media as well because like if you try too hard like you wear a blazer every day right and like you know heels every day like sometimes like you get mistaken as an intern right because yeah, like yeah, sometimes yeah. you get to a stage where you're just like you just don't dress up like that to work anymore. right i mean you, i think just to clarify like i don't sure. think you need to dress up every day no, it's no, just no. what i yeah. mean is just like be look presentable mm -hmm. look clean and mm -hmm. have confidence in how you dress you know like that's that's essentially what it is like just don't have a stain in your t-shirt yeah if you're gonna wear a t-shirt wear a nice clean t-shirt yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. if you're gonna wear like sneakers trying to have some clean sneakers yeah. wash your sneakers you know what i'm saying don't have yeah. like a fucking tattering hole in your midsole you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying yeah no i totally agree it's just that i i've always struggled with it because in college you learn to wear like the blazers and like dress for the job that you want not the one right. that you have and i remember i did it for a little bit in new york because i was imagining like i'm gonna wear heels like every single day mm. but then those cobblestones i was like no it's not gonna happen yeah, i'm changing gonna... into my heels when i get to work and i'm yeah. wearing sneakers the way down yeah for so sure it's definitely been the learning curve of like trying to figure out like my personal style quote unquote even with like especially because like asian women i think we look younger too like I struggle with like how to dress or how to do my makeup even this is more like girl territory right, but right. I'm like I don't want to look too young or I don't want to look like too made up to have them believe that like oh like she's trying too hard at work or like right, she's right. trying to impress people in a in an uncouth way so it's definitely something I'm still tr like trying to figure out because I'm like do I kind of go for the no makeup look and just like dress really like in a way where I'm like, take me seriously. But at the same time, I don't wear makeup. I look like I'm 12 years old. Well, so. I mean, I, I think I think it really depends on how much like self-confidence that you exude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, totally. but 
I think there's definitely a fine line of wearing something that's going to make you look like a kid, you know, because yeah. I'm at that point where I'm not going to wear like a big, heavy logo T-shirt with like a loud go on it. <laughs> not, not maybe not even like that, but, yeah. you know, just not, I'm probably not going to wear anything with loud logos on it with like mm -hmm. flamboyant sneakers. And yeah two headbands around my head mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like yeah. i'm probably not gonna do that mm -hmm. so yeah you know it's, it's but one last question too yes. for you so like i think when we pass a certain age we start invest doing like investment pieces right right of what would you say you splurge on um, um like you know don't get a shirt from you know we're not shopping h&m anymore we're not doing that anymore like so, invest in these like maybe two things yeah uh I don't know. I definitely have invested in more than two things. So I don't even think <laughs> yeah. it's an investment. But, um, you know, I figure that, like, my physique looks better on with shirts mm -hmm. than, like, T-shirts. Okay. You know, it's just like I got, like, a big chest. I just got a huge torso in general. <laughs> so okay. whenever I wear T-shirts, I just don't think it looks as flattering. Oh, yeah. I haven't to, seen you in a T-shirt if yeah, I think about compared it. Compared to when I wear shirts. Mm. And, but, you know, I'm also not, like, wearing anything super tight, you know what I mean? So yeah. I like my shirts to be loose-fitting. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, like, and then for me, like, shirts could kind of uh, transition from casual to a little bit more formal. It all depends on how you pull it off. Yeah. So I do have a pretty wide array of shirt collection. Mm -hmm. Hit us with some brands. Yeah. Uh, Damn, yo, y'all really putting me on the top. We, this is what we, you, this we, is what you this do. This is so, okay. YouTube channel. Right, We're going to cool. do a closet tour Cool, next. cool. So, oh, we should, yeah, we so I have, my closet is, uh, at this point, a lot of it is full of uh, uh, this brand called Engineer Garments, mm. which is a brand based in New York, um, but made by a Japanese designer. And then uh, I have a lot of products from an Italian brand called Marni. Mm-hmm. How do you spell uh, that? It's M-A-R-N-I. Okay. Yes. Oh, I love Marni. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know they made men's clothes. They I do. Saw they do. Yeah. They, uh -huh. they they have a pretty wide Marnie selection. I have a pretty decent Marnie selection. I see you. Yeah. And um, those are like my two favorite brands at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not to drag this on, but we have to hear from Michael Ken because he's the fashionista of our group. So, what are some brands slash what are some investment pieces that you have? Investment pieces. Yeah. Um, my dad's old jacket which i'm wearing now okay but no it's vintage it's awesome. vintage yeah, yeah. It's awesome. it's a nice gray not a gray it's a it's a light brown with like nice fur on the inside it's mm -hmm. from germany from the like the 90s oh so, wow yeah shit's tight um i like to go to nordstrom during their half yearly sale mm. pro tip which is like right after christmas yeah um and they have a lot of great like pieces that are at a discounted price i got the sweater i'm wearing right now which is like a great just like a plain white knitted sweater mm -hmm. i think as i have grown up and many people have told me you know who you are that i should uh dress um certain ways without any loud patterns because i yeah. guess i like that yeah in the past and they're like you should be your, your b-boy past yeah your b-boy exactly. past so i've been looking for some nice bags. knits um, yeah, a good sweater will go a long way. You can match it with a lot, like um, a lot of basic colors. Um, look clean. I do like a clean style. Um, I like my clothes a little trimmer than J.K. maybe. Mm, but more, more slim fit. Yeah. 
Uh, I got broad shoulders and a small waist. Light flex. Yeah, so that's an issue with dress shirts. I had to get them like a little, uh, a little post production yeah. on them. But yeah. um, I want to yeah. shout out actually my friend's company called Nimble Made. Oh yeah, yes, um, yes, yes. So Tanya Zhang, shout out um, her and her partner founded uh, a company directed towards Asian American or like slim fit men because sometimes like the American brands don't have um, shirt sizes that like fit them really well. Um, so she started a company where it was geared towards people who are looking for more slim fit. Maybe they're more um, smaller in frame and they just want to look sharp and they look like they're drowning in like the regular U.S. sizes. Mm. So check it out. It's actually really good price points and yeah. you just look sharp. So. Yeah, I, uh, I tried on some of their shirts um, and they did fix a lot of the problems I had about going to like Nordstrom and mm -hmm. trying to find dress shirts. It's nice like cut. Um, accounts for i think an asian body really well so yeah. definitely go check them out they won't break yeah. your wallet still look fresh there's not for a all sponsored the, uh, post people in consulting and finance out there that just like need dress shirts all day mm. yeah. and don't want to look you know just like like joanne said swimming in their sh shirts looking really young yeah um, <laughs> right, to, like, right. boss up and look a little older mm -hmm. got you yeah got you well, I mean, on that note, like, what what about you, JoJo? What are some career advice that you would like to share? So I, the career advice that I would like to share is always introduce yourself to new people. Mm. So when you see someone in the office that you haven't really seen before or, yeah, you just, you always know who the important people are, depending on how people interact with them or, right. like, what meetings they're in. And you definitely should be the one going up to them and saying hello. And I think it took me a long time to get over the kind of fear of, eh, I don't know, like, I'll do it next time. Or like, oh, I'll find the next time when like I'm in a meeting with them. But usually that next time never happens. Right. So I'm always that one who like goes up to them like, hi, who are you? Like, my name is Joanne. I work in this team. Oh, you work in that team. I'm actually like, working on something for you. Like, blah, blah, blah. And it opens up a lot of conversations. For and sure. It could either be maybe the new SVP of the new group or it could be just an intern. But I think mm. just always going up and being that person who takes initiative goes a long way. And especially to me, it goes a long way. For sure. And um, you, not waiting for other people to make that connection for you is really important, I think. So. Nah, totally, totally. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't mm -hmm. really have anything much to add to that. Like, yeah. I just think it's I can't I can't agree with you more. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. because, like, I, I do see that as a problem with a lot of people. Maybe because of their personality, they're just not really comfortable speaking with strangers. Maybe mm -hmm. they're just, you know, some of those people, they kind of have, like, uh, difficulty presenting. Yeah, you know like what I'm social saying? anxiety. Yeah, so like I definitely know people that are like that. You know, some of my closest colleagues or friends are like that mm -hmm. as well. Um, you know, whenever they tell me, like, oh, this motherfucker didn't do this, 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 yeah. and this at, my, at the job. And I was like, well, you, have you ever tried to, like talk to them mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's like oh no they should know better yeah nah yeah. you know no. what i'm saying no no, it, no life doesn't work like that you is know what i mean uh, so is there any tips for someone that might be nervous like could you get someone else to like do like a soft intro or like or you would just what be I was like actually gonna say okay yeah like if you have someone that you're close to in the office already and mm. you see that maybe that person is talking to them or whatever just like send them a slack or even just like talk to them like hey i saw you know no, so-and-so is walking around. I want to introduce myself, but can you help me out mm. um, and make it more smoother? Me, I, I have a three-second rule like where I just don't think about it. If I think about it too much, I'm not going to do it. So, you count right. down in your head? 
or I, if I see someone and I'm just like, I should introduce myself. I just try not to think too much more and I just go up to them and I do it. Um, and this was from when I was an intern and it was my first internship and I had a crazy, crazy boss. But one thing that he made me do was I want you to get coffee or introduce yourself to every single person on this floor. I want everyone to know who you are. And I was really scared being a young, you know, intern and everyone looks really busy. It doesn't look like they want to talk to you. And then the next week he was like, okay, so how many people have you had coffee with? And I was like, I only had one person. And I was expecting him to like yell at me because he's like very passionate. But he kind of just was like, I'm disappointed in you. And I was like, no, that's like the worst that's thing. That's some like you Asian parent me. shit. I'm I know. disappointed in you. And then I was, you know, reflecting. I'm like, wow, he really told, gave me like one thing to do and I didn't do it. And my trick was like, just don't think about it and just do it. Like if it's awkward, you can deal with it later. You know, and the younger you are in your career too, people will think it's endearing. Like even if maybe you kind of stumble or they're like a little nervous, I think they'll they'll commend you for trying, you know, rather than someone who's super well rehearsed. Like you can come off fake doing that anyway. So even if it mm, is awkward, deal with it point. later. You know, being being nervous and a little bit like that, it's actually more authentic, I think. And people will respond to that. I've been in some meets, you know, you go to those networking events and there's like those these important people that yeah. people want to talk to. And there's like three other people around. Yeah. There's nothing worse than that one person that's overly excited and looks rehearsed. It just looks yeah. like a plastic, like fake person, like someone programmed some words you into you. Like, oh my God, hi. I'm, I'm, <laughs> and you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And you can, you because you can, you can visually see the, the person that, you know, everyone's talked to becomes uncomfortable and then mm -hmm. it kind of ruins the situation for you, you know? So just yeah. play it cool, like play to your strengths, I mm -hmm. guess. Yeah. And I've had times where, you know, in panels and stuff like that, where everyone's surrounding them, I, I will always wait. I wait till the end. And even if I can't get a word in, I'll just wait and be like, hey, I didn't get a chance to talk to you, but I'm Joanne. Um, could I get your business card and make, can I like maybe continue this another time? That's how you get the coffee yeah. instead of the, the, the five exactly. second chat. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Totally. I, I agree with you on that yeah. too. Like about the about the after the the crowd dis like you know just kind of like yeah. disintegrates and just fucking de yeah. demolishes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I think it's really important to, to catch them at the right time. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Instead of when everybody's huddling around that particular person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you should definitely avoid that. Yeah. I feel like, Jakey, because you've been on panels and stuff like that. Like, we've been right. on panels, and you probably were the person who were on the receiving end of these right, huddles. Right, right. Like, what what kind of, you know, do you, people are maybe a little awkward, but that doesn't really matter, right? No, nah, not at all. Like, not at all. I mean, I think, you know, awkwardness has nothing to do with um, engagement, especially no. in that type of setting. I think what could be a problem is you not knowing what you want. Mm, yeah. You know? that's usually a problem because mm -hmm. like if you're like trying to talk to a person and you know you don't know exactly what you're asking for yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. like i agree just like or sometimes like they kind of want to just have a conversation for the sake of having a conversation mm -hmm. without like really asking a question yeah I and think, you're just like there's like three other people yeah here yeah, who yeah. <laughs> so that's that's usually a problem we're like asking something super like dumb like mm -hmm. yeah where'd you get that yeah. Like, I was like, motherfucker, Google it. I yeah. don't know. Shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's usually some things that you would you should avoid. That was going to be another career advice that I had was that 
when I was part of this internship program at Viacom, this Nickelodeon exec came to talk talk to us, and she mm. was basically the person who green lights shows. Right. So people will come up to her and be like, "I have a show. It's called Paw Patrol. Like, you know, it's gonna shout be like, yeah, shout out to Paw Patrol, or you know, they have concepts, and she will be the one who green lights it, right? Mm. And she said, "It gets me closer to a yes when you know what you want." Because the question that she will ha always have is like, all right, how much money do you need? Right. How much? How long do you need? Right. You know, um, you know, when do you have the first episode out or something like that? And she said sometimes it's like the mo even if the idea is so good and creative, if you don't um, know what you exactly want to do with it right. and show that person how you're going to accomplish it, she can't say yes. Right. Whereas if someone has a concept and they say, all I'm asking for is 10k right um and all and in three months for me to bring this to life and show you like what it could be right and she'll be saying all right well i have 10k and i think it translates to other things like you know i you know when people say i'm really interested in getting to podcasting and i want to le learn more about hosting um hosting specifically could you help me out or if people just have a clear idea instead of when i'm when i ask people it's like so tell me a little bit about yourself like what are you doing she's like i, I don't really know um, I'm, tr I'm trying to figure it out and I'm like well I can't help you figure it you out you should have right, figured it right. out that's when you sit down and reflect exactly I mean yeah. I'm guilty of that a lot mm -hmm. I think in the past but I've definitely realized like someone can't give you something if they don't know what the hell that they can that you yeah. want right you know? totally you gotta like lay it out for them totally like, okay, I, I have that okay now I remember what I was about to say yes so in that huddle mm. you know you ask your question you introduce yourself you get your point across right mm. and then you leave don't linger yeah you know what I'm saying yes okay yeah do not linger uh huh like, and just follow them on Instagram just, like just right do after not linger. DM them you know what I'm saying do not linger in that spot yeah. you don't wanna look like that motherfucking thirsty dude or thirsty girl just mm -hmm. trying to like googly eye trying to make a point you know what i'm saying like make your intro shake your hand introduce yourself if the person has an email contact get it and just say yo have a nice day it was good seeing you all right we out you yeah. know that's yeah. it move on to the next mm -hmm. yeah no i totally agree that's like a classy way to like just bow out right and, right and yeah i think it's just a matter of getting the follow-up like you don't have to be the best person in that moment right if you don't follow up then it doesn't matter totally totally yeah so yeah so with that said i think um this lunar new year special podcast recording is done yeah um thank you guys for listening hit the subscribe button Remember, you can always stream this podcast on all major platforms, including Spotify. I heard Spotify is doing some major moves in the podcast space. So most importantly, though, you got to rate and share this podcast with your group chat colleagues, running group, union rep, mentee, mentor, <laughs> Senate, you know what I'm saying, Congress, majority leader. whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? Fuck Mitch McConnell. One time. Yo, follow Six Ninety Nine Per Pound Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter for all the latest updates. Um, I mean, we got a shout out to Anchor, Listening Party, Listening Party, Canal Street Radio for always letting us rock. Follow yes. them at Listening Party Present and at Canal Street Market. Yes, that is correct. And we are usually you could usually spot us at Canal Street Market, where Canal Street Radio is located. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you ever bump into us in the street. Make sure to say hello. Yo, by the way, I actually bumped into some people in the street like the past few months. Like, just looked at me crazy. Like, oh, you J Key yeah. from 699. Oh I was God. like, oh shit. 
I was just about to pick my boogers and you oh. called me in the right spot. <laughs> no, same here. I, I've been at restaurants and people be like, are you, do you have a podcast? And I'm like, well, yes, I do. I got some free drinks. Y'all Saturdays. Asian famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. Asian famous. No, for sure. You know what I'm so saying? Please come up to us. It makes our day. Seriously. You know what I'm saying? It makes us feel like we need to keep doing this, oh, man. Yeah. So please, uh, please, um, please say hello if y'all see us in the streets. Introduce yourself. Don't just don't linger. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Ask your question and get out. Don't, yeah. don't introduce yourself with aggression though. Just don't. <laughs> just say hello nicely, please. Alright, y'all. Alright. Hey, book money by the sale. Oh, Xing Yan Kwai You know what I mean? Happy Lu Happy Lunar New Year. New Year. You know what I'm saying? Alright, three languages. We out, y'all. Peace. Peace. Hey yo, it's 699 per pound. Podcast.